In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode of Conspiracy Unlimited, yet another unspeakable evil, another massacre at a high school, and another mentally unhinged shooter who slipped through the cracks. Will anything change after Parkland? Gun control advocates square off against Second Amendment supporters yet again. But how best can we keep students and schools safe? Donald Trump has blasted out about uh, six tweets in about a less than an hour. And here's one specifically. History shows that a school shooting lasts on average three minutes. It takes police and first responders approximately five to eight minutes to get to the site of a crime. Highly trained gun adept teachers slash coaches would solve the problem instantly before police arrive. Great deterrent. This podcast is brought to you by International Star Registry. Choosing a gift for someone special can be a daunting task. Whether it's a birthday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversary, or any other big day, you want a gift that's unique and perfect for that person who already has everything. International Star Registry can help. They've been providing unique gift ideas for over 25 years. International Star Registry lets you name an actual star in the sky after your special someone. Name a star after someone you care about and they'll remember it forever. And never forget your thoughtfulness. The address is getarealstar.com. Getarealstar.com to give someone the gift of a real star in the sky. That address again, getarealstar.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. 
I would much rather talk about Bigfoot or UFOs or just about anything else than another shooting rampage. February 14th, it was like watching the same violent movie all over again, same cast of characters, a mentally deranged shooter who somehow fell through the cracks, despite the FBI having been alerted on numerous occasions, 17 dead students, high school students and teachers, predictably, the call to ban certain guns, threats against the NRA, protests, but something is different this time around. At least I hope it is. I have a sense that there is going to be a fix here, finally. Ways to keep students and schools safe without having to fight the same old gun control debate that never seems to go anywhere. Here to discuss is political commentator, conservative blogger, and the founder of ReaganBabe.com, Megan Barth. Welcome back to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me back on. Megan, I was impressed by the way the students acquitted themselves in the aftermath of this shooting. Many of these young students were freshmen, 14, 15 years old. They were in the media spotlight. They were very uh, passionate. Yes, they were emotional, understandably so. But I thought, by and large, uh, they acquitted themselves nicely. I was very impressed with them. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. But also, I want you to speak about the manipulation of these students. I think that's definitely something uh, that's going on, both uh, by certain politicians on the left and by the media to further their gun control agenda. I think these students were being used in a very cynical way. Well, I think that, you know, the students, especially having gone through that much trauma in such a short amount of time, really was able to compose themselves and articulate an argument uh, that was out of sheer emotion um, and out of that anguish, uh, which is not always the best time, right? I mean, to really, uh, you can't have those knee-jerk reactions, even though they're very easy. And that that type of patience and that type of inflection comes with experience and age. Uh, but for their age, and as you mentioned, some were freshmen, and many of the heroes that were uh, at Parkland were in the ROTC and uh, used their skills, uh, and, and uh, one actually had lost his life uh, trying to shield other students, um, but many of them had survived, and each of them spoke from the heart. Uh, I do not like how uh, the Democrat Party here continually uses a crisis to co-opt and capitalize and even fundraise off of these types of crises uh, in order to advance uh, the gun control narrative. And they do so um, not only using and exploiting these children, uh, but then again using their what I would call friendlies in the press to do so. Uh, this morning, I've been following very closely um, to many of the stories, uh, specifically one that is out of Zero Hedge and also Real Clear Politics, whereby an ROTC student who is one of those heroes who survived, who was shielding other students from the bullets and providing them protection, uh, wanted to speak at the CNN town hall, but he was coached and given questions that they wanted him to ask. Hmm. That is and, pretty cynical. 
and you know, and, and, and that's the unfortunate part because the politics comes into play here whereby you can't allow free thinking, right, and, and the experience to just move you in a certain direction. Um, you are literally being coached as a young kid on what to ask and what to say uh, in a format that is global. Um, and I'm glad to see that he turned it down. But when you look at the marches and when you look at the amount of buses and when you look at <clears throat> all of the um, uh, pre-printed signs and the pre-printed T-shirts, uh, there is a very strong political element here that is using this trage tragedy to advance a gun control narrative. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's that's readily apparent. Uh, when you watch the news coverage, where are the students, the young uh, students? Uh, I saw one being interviewed by Laura Ingram, uh, who was advocating uh, for gun rights and saying now is not the time to be taking away or eroding Second Amendment rights. And and uh, uh, we're not hearing that uh, students who are or saying, listen, we need to we need to harden the target. We need we need uh, a, a, a risk analysis performed at all of these schools. And then let's figure out how to keep the schools safe. Let's not take away guns. We're not hearing that. But there are students with that viewpoint. Right. And this ROTC student, actually, that was trying to be coached by CNN, who uh, he had, of course, turned down the opportunity to be coached. Uh, and let alone be a part of the town hall. He's an advocate for putting veterans in our schools for security guards. And I thought, well, what a great idea. Um, you know, that's who's really trained, right, in, in defense and as an ROTC student who knows that better um, to be an advocacy for, for an advocate for veterans. Um, so I think there's a lot of great ideas. If you look at Trump's Twitter feed this morning, uh, Donald Trump has blasted out about uh, six tweets in, in just a, in about a less than an hour. And here's one specifically. History shows that a school shooting lasts on average three minutes. It takes police and first responders approximately five to eight minutes to get to the site of a crime. Highly trained gun adept teachers slash coaches would solve the problem instantly before police arrive great deterrent. And, you know, I think instead of, you know, we gave the liberals in this country gun-free zones, specifically at schools, as they demanded it. Uh, there wasn't, it wasn't long ago, as, as a matter of fact, when my parents were in high school, uh, many of the boys were uh, handling guns in gun classes, right? Uh, and, and then all of a sudden we became gun-free schools because guns were evil, don't you know? And um, so now we have these soft targets in every school across the country. Uh, however, uh, some schools in Texas and in other areas of this country do have armed guards. They do allow students and teachers to CCW, and those schools are safe from mass shootings. For me, one of the most powerful moments during the listening session at the White House was Andrew Pollack, whose daughter Meadow was one of the 17 victims at the Parkland uh, shooting. And he talked about 9-11 and how it only had to happen once before we learned our lesson. And as a result, we hardened certain targets, like airports, for example. So why can't we apply the TSA model to high schools, metal detectors, armed personnel? It would make our schools safer. It would also be a, a, a multi-billion dollar industry. 
Well, right. And instead of gun-free zones, I think we should have CCW zones. Uh, then you don't know who is armed there, do you? Uh, that acts as a great deterrent. I'm a CCW holder. I am very trained in uh, firearms myself. You have to be. And as a CCW holder, you have to have an extraordinary amount of responsibility uh, when carrying your firing arm and even to renew or get the license in and of itself. Um, and so we have plenty of responsible gun owners in this country that outweigh <clears throat> the unfortunate crazies in this country. And I have to kind of touch on crazy, if, if that's okay. Yes. When you look at the profile of mass shooters, uh, you you find a common denominator, and you find actually multiple common denominators that many people do not want to talk about, specifically the liberal Democrats, the progressives. Uh, the progressives see guns as bad uh, and not necessarily the core problem of the shooter. And many of these shooters, like I just mentioned, have multiple common denominators. Number one, they're primarily male, they're young. Uh, number two, they come from fatherless homes. Uh, number three, men Many of them, uh, if not a majority of them, were put on psychotropic drugs at a very young age, uh, whereby they were diagnosed by some quack psychiatrist uh, with ADHD. Now, the interesting thing about ADHD is it really doesn't exist. Uh, let's, let's look at France, for example. There is no diagnosis of ADHD in France. Instead, they look at how to change the behavior instead of cover up the behavior with psychotropic medication. Right. Uh, this psychotropic medication has not been studied to the fullest extent by where it shows a... Um, a, a trajectory of dependence on the medication and then the reaction if you get off the medication or if you sustain the medication. So you have these kids that are on cocktails of psychotropic <sighs> medication based on these, what I would say, premature diagnoses. Uh, and so you see this mental health issue kind of exploding, whereby you have these young males that came from fatherless or broken homes uh, that perhaps suffered abuse and also are on these psychotropics. And I think that type of recipe is giving us many of these disasters. I agree. Uh, I, I think the culprit here, in many cases, are these uh, secondary serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the SSRIs. Yes. The SSRIs, uh, you're exactly right. And we, we have seen this time and time again, and I have heard uh, or I've had guests on shows who have been expert witnesses and given testimony as to the the horrible side effects uh, right. and uh, suicidal homicidal tendencies uh, right. are are and you know some of this medication for people with depression has is, has has uh, changed their lives and has done wonderful things but as you say in the hands of of of, of these uh, adolescents who tend to as we know, sort of self-medicate. I don't feel like taking it today, you know, or I, I'm going to take more than I need or less, however you want to, you know, uh, work it. That is definitely something that needs to be uh, looked at. So that's the the mental um, health aspect to this. Uh, we've talked about, you know, how to harden targets, which I think is a great idea. In fact, uh, President Trump mentioned that at the White House as well. Um, what about... Uh, things like uh, 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 toughening up the background checks. I mean, uh, these laws already exist, but obviously someone like uh, Nicholas Cruz fell through the cracks. How can we address that so that someone with these mental, mental uh, underlying mental 
illnesses or someone who's on SSRIs, uh, how, how they can be prevented from getting a hold of an AR-15? Uh, well, yeah, or or any handgun, it, not necessarily an AR-15. Uh, however, I'm quite tired of <clears throat> the old, oh, he fell through the cracks excuse, uh, because we've had plenty of mass murderers fall through the cracks. Uh, we Because the FBI either dropped the ball or law enforcement dropped the ball or the law enforcement and the FBI were not talking to each other. Look, this Nicholas Cruz had... <clears throat> the shooter at Parkland had 39 calls to the house uh, at, where the police were called to his house. 39. Uh, the police, or excuse me, the FBI was tipped off t- not once but twice that this kid was a ticking time bomb. The FBI even admitted that they dropped the ball. They didn't even open an investigation into this kid. After 39 trips by the police to his house and two tips to the FBI as late as January Fifth. So we also have a, a law enforcement problem. We have an investigative problem. The Sarnoff brothers in Boston slipped through the cracks. The jihadists in San Bernardino slipped through the cracks. The guy in Houston that shot up a church that was actually uh, stopped by an NRA member slipped through the cracks. Uh, the uh, 9-11 terrorists slipped through the cracks. The Fort Hood terrorist slipped through the cracks. Yes, point taken. So how do we address that? Uh, because my understanding is now, instead of having, let's say, 50 field offices around the country and people could call the FBI and talk to an actual agent who would handle the call, they now have uh, basically bureaucrats. These are not FBI agents who are on the other end of the phone. And I mean, I don't know how they're trained, but how are, are they assessing a situation and deciding that's not serious? This is, will it, I'll push this one up the line. This one I'll just let go. I don't know how that works exactly, but that seems to be perhaps one of the, one of the problems here. We don't have FBI agents handling the calls. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And then also, when you look back uh, prior to the eight years of the last administration, there was a, a, a massive whitewashing of FBI material, specifically related to terrorism uh, and Islamic terrorism, uh, whereby jihad was removed from the training manuals. Um, uh, you know, radical Islam was not identified. Uh, and so you had this whitewashing that was actually done by Mueller. So you have when when you whitewash the, that type of material from FBI training manuals, you will have all of these rookie agents coming up through the system, the bureaucracy, if you will, that will not be trained on how to identify threats. And so we must depoliticize the FBI. We must empower the FBI with the investigative tools necessary without worrying about political correctness. Uh, PC kills, and it has killed time and time again, as we in America here ignore the threat of Islam and the rise of radical Islam. Now, this kid had some associations with Islam, some radical sects in Syria, for example. He was on social media. Okay, so his social media profile, if the FBI even looked at it and I don't have an investigative background. okay, but I look at a social media profile and I say, oh, my God, how did they not 
investigate this kid. Right, right. So, so you know, you, you've got these, I think, agents, the rookie agents, like in the field offices, right, where they kind of go and get their feet wet uh, for, you know, a dozen years until they're transferred to another larger agency and they keep working themselves up throughout the bureaucracy. But they start somewhere. And if they're not given the tools because there's a political correctness that had corrupted the FBI over the last eight years, uh, then you, we can see perhaps why these domestic and Islamic terrorists slip through the cracks. As I said earlier, I think like everyone else, I'm, I'm really sick and tired about having to talk about these shootings, but I have a feeling this time it's going to be different. This time things are really going to change. Here's something I never get tired of talking about. Life Extension Nutritional Supplements. Your body deserves the best, but how do you choose the very best nutritional supplements or even know what's in them? Life Extension has been helping people stay healthy for over 35 years. Just like with the foods you eat, the quality, purity, and potency of the ingredients in your nutritional supplements really do matter. Life Extension supplements set the gold standard for supporting weight loss, heart, brain, bone, joint, eye, skin, sexual health, and so much more. Their formulas are based on the latest scientific research and clinically validated dosages. That's one reason why 98% of their customers recommend Life Extension to their friends and family. Every Life Extension product is backed by a total satisfaction guarantee. The bottom line? Life Extension is the brand you can trust with your health. Check out Life Extension products with special savings. Visit SmartClickIdea.com. That's SmartClickIdea.com. SmartClickIdea.com. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again. I know what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Political commentator, conservative blogger, and the founder of ReaganBabe.com. Megan Barth is with me. Ultimately, I feel this is, this is not a legislative problem. This is a cultural problem. And a lot of people don't want to hear this, but when you take prayer out of the schools, and this happened, uh, what, 1962, uh, when you drive God from the public square, this ultimately, you know, we've had 60 years of progressive experimentation in our schools. Uh, we, we, we drill it into young children from an early age now that life is an accident uh, and when you die, it's the worm buffet. Uh, what, what, what do we expect, uh, you know, to, uh, to happen when, when we teach children that, you know, life ultimately has no meaning. And when you die, that's it. There are no consequences. Right. And I'm glad you addressed the cultural rot. And, uh, Dan Pfeiffer, uh, who you may know is uh, was the senior advisor to uh, President Obama and a current CNN contributor. Uh, he tweeted out yesterday, and I replied and, and summed it up. But I'll read you his tweet. He said, "A <clears throat> excuse me, a society that believes the best way to stop kids from getting shot at school is to arm their teachers is fundamentally broken in some way." And I said, "Civilized society rotted as progressives dismissed the importance of nuclear families." dismissed the ethos of procreation, dismissed the sanctity of human life, and banned the fundamental morality of the Ten Commandments in our schools and public square, 
class dismissed. Mm. And, and so you have this progressive ideology that has permeated every aspect of our life by saying, God is not good. The Ten Commandments are somehow, you know, I- infecting the uh, sanctity, right, of the crossover of church and state, right? Now, what's wrong with the Ten Commandments? <laughs> it, they are basically ten golden rules. Take aside the religion out of it, right? Take the thou shalt not, whatever you want. But the basic tenets of the Ten Commandments are golden rules on how you should treat another human being and how you should respect another human being and how you can give deference to God in and of that of itself. So the progressives have destroyed the nuclear family. They basically said that single mothers or single fathers or two mothers or two fathers or three people can all just raise kids, right, no matter what gender. They've destroyed gender. They, they, they don't look at science when it comes to gender. So you have a bunch of kids that are confused on which school, on which bathroom to use. They can just change their mind someday on a Sunday that they want to be a girl instead of a boy at the age of 18. Uh, they've destroyed the sanctity of human life uh, through Roe v. Wade uh, by calling basically a fetus just a clump of cells. So we don't protect the unborn. So there is no value. When you don't protect the most defenseless in society, then how can you have a civilized society? When you don't stand up for the weakest among amongst us. 100%. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. you've had this, this, this perversion that progressivism has created in this country. And it's going to take a, a, a while to undo that if we ever will be able to. Right, right. After 60 years or f- almost 60 years, you're right. It's going to take at least that, perhaps, uh, unless we have some great spiritual awakening, which I suppose is possible. You know, it, it almost seems uh, trite to talk about uh, the midterm elections after this horror. But how is this going to play in the midterms? For example, I, I saw a recent poll, 97% uh, of Americans would favor raising the um, the age to 21 for someone to be able to buy a long rifle. I don't know. I haven't seen any polls uh, in terms of banning uh, bump stocks and these sorts of things. But if Trump isn't able to push through some of these things or if, if, if these things won't pass in the House, which would seem unlikely, how is it going to affect uh, the Republicans in the midterms, do you think? Well, that's a great question because, of course, you know, this is all political. We've got uh, billboards in Kentucky going up that say, kill the NRA. Uh, I'm an NRA member. Um, We now have young students that are being coached into hating an organization that had nothing to do with this tragedy. Um, We have to get over the mainstream media narrative. And I've always said that we are in a war. It's not only a culture war. It's a war of ideas. Uh, we must be able to package those ideas and, and uh, promote those ideas outside of the mainstream media. Um, but when you look at the midterms, uh, I don't know that this, you know, unfortunately, Richard, um, this is going to kind of become yesterday's news, much like the Las Vegas massacre. OK, I, 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 why didn't I see the outrage from the Democrats after the Las Vegas massacre? Why have I not seen marches in the streets? Um you know, it, it, when when um, James Hodgkinson stormed the baseball field in Virginia looking to assassinate two dozen Republicans, uh, the Democrats weren't calling for gun control then. Mm. 
They were calling for all of us to tone down the violent rhetoric. And then a week later, they went back to calling us Nazis. Uh, and so <clears throat> I think, you know, elections are primarily decided on the weight of someone's pocketbook. And people vote with their pocketbook. They also vote for a leader who they can trust. And so when you look at Donald Trump and how he has handled this tragedy by having a listening session and broadcasting that session that engages the American people and shows them without any filter in full transparency how this president is going to work on behalf of their desires and needs. It's kind of like having that fireside chat, right? Yes. Uh, but then you also have the economic angle. And these jobs and tax cut acts, now over 51% of the American people actually love the tax cuts. Yes. Isn't that great, mm -hmm. right? Nancy Pelosi is still calling it crumbs. So I think that unless the Democrats truly get a platform that speaks to uh, the John and, and Jane Doe, the middle class American here, uh, that will tell that, that will give them peace of mind, <clears throat> not only in their schools but at their banks, uh, and and give an economic platform that makes sense. I don't think the Democrats have a huge blue wave chance come this November because you have to stand for something instead of stand against everything to win elections. So, uh, just to summarize, you you don't feel that. Uh, whether or not uh, President Trump floats some sort of gun control agenda to appease uh, those on the on the left that want it, uh, that this is going to have an impact on the midterms. You know, the midterms are far away. And like I said, you know, I think that there are going to be some things that are done, perhaps congressionally or state by state, um, whether that's gun control measures or whether that is what I would say common sense measures uh, to, you know, make sure that our schools are safe zones and not gun free zones. I don't think that this is going to have a significant impact on the midterms because I think we're already in a discussion that shows that our president uh, and others in the Republican Party. Uh, the NRA wants to ban bump stocks. It was never the NRA's de decision to get bump stops uh, mass marketed. That was the ATF's decision under Barack Obama. So, uh, you know, I think that there are things that are being done and talked about right now, which will make this a less of a Molotov cocktail, so to speak, against the Republicans. Uh, and finally, do you do you think that bump stocks will be banned? I mean, I know that didn't impact on Parkland. It certainly did on Las Vegas. Right. Yeah, I, I think they will. I mean, I think that there is, look, those those types of um, ancillary devices, like I said, were approved by the ATF uh, just a short while ago uh, to, to the mass market uh, under the Obama administration. Um, you know, it turns a semi-automatic, not into a fully automatic, but close enough, Right. Uh, and so I think that the president has called for the ban of bump stocks. He just did on Twitter again. Uh, there are other Republicans that are calling for the ban of bump stocks. The NRA said ban bump stocks. We don't care. Um, it really is an ancillary device that is not necessary for the mass market consumption. So I think <clears throat> that that'll be on the way. 
Finally, um, Reagan, yeah. do you, do you th- or Megan, sorry, That's right. <laughs> Megan Barth from ReaganBabe.com. Yeah. Um, finally, Megan, do you, do you get the sense? I do that this time though, something has changed that, uh, that I, I, I happen to believe that, that President Trump is, is someone who means, uh, what he says. I mean, he has demonstrated that, uh, in the past and that this time things are going to change and whether that means, uh, seriously looking at hardening the target, uh, or, uh, you know, putting retired servicemen with concealed weapons in schools and so forth. This time, uh, something is going to change and, and maybe, maybe Parkland was the last time we have to witness such a horror show. Yeah, no, and I think the wheels are already in motion. You know, we have, like I said, the president up this morning tweeting continuously about it, um, you know, creating the conversation, not only through his tweets, but in a national dialogue that was televised yesterday. Uh, I think this is a dialogue that we all need to have because the more voices, the better. We need to have an honest debate about guns in this country. Uh, And we need to have an honest debate about mental health in this country. Uh, There needs to be a a, a much more robust debate instead of the hyperbole uh, coming from the left. Uh, When the left wants to engage in debate, we welcome debate, uh, but they usually do not. Uh, They would rather cast aspersions and label everyone as evil that doesn't agree with them. Well, that's not going to work anymore. Uh, And so this, this tragedy... Uh, I do believe set in motion an, a, a, a basis and a foundation for a national debate that will produce results, like I said, that will be best for the children and their safety. Uh, Megan, how do uh, people read your blog? Uh, ReaganBabe.com. That's Reagan as in Ronald, Babe as in Ruth, ReaganBabe.com, on Twitter at ReaganBabe, and on Facebook, I have a ReaganBabe fan page. Thanks so much, Megan. Anytime, Richard. Always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to tell you what's coming up next on Conspiracy Unlimited. Before that, just a reminder, if you want to get in on our weekly contest and a chance to win one of my Strange Planet CDs, here's what you need to do. Rate and review this podcast. Just grab a screenshot of that and then email it to me at richardserrett1 at gmail.com. Richard Serrett one at gmail.com. Don't forget to include your full name and your mailing address. And then every Friday I draw a name and I drop a strange planet CD in the mail for you literally right after the show. It's that easy. Good luck. Hey, losing weight may or may not have been one of your New Year's resolutions, but it doesn't matter whenever or however you arrive at the decision that it's time to shed some pounds. It's going to be an uphill battle. Unfortunately, the commitment to weight loss often fades. Usually within the first 90 days, people just give up. The key is having the right mindset. Getting thin and staying that way lies in our thought processes, and hypnotherapy can make all the difference. Now, clinical hypnotherapist Dr. Steve G. Jones has created a set of five audio hypnotic sessions that apply the power of hypnosis to reprogram the mind and replace bad habits with vibrant, positive new habits and help you achieve natural and long-lasting weight loss. Weight loss hypnotherapy really works, and it's available now at a special discount. Isn't it time to lose those extra pounds? Check out weight loss hypnotherapy right now at smartclicksavings.com. That's smartclicksavings.com. 
Coming up on the next Conspiracy Unlimited, the Nephilim and the ultimate prophecy. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 